Welcome to episode 26. Today's guest is an author, entrepreneur, social media and PR professional, a fitness model, and you can also find her in Tim Hortons across Canada. Please welcome Sonia Gill. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. What are you eating? Green beans and like is that like how many calories? And, oh no, I had I downed my chicken on my way here. <laughs> on the way so here, so there was chicken on the side and yeah, that looks so small though. Mm, it's good. I mean, I've I've got six meals throughout the day, right? And are you okay? Like six of these mm-hmm. this size? Mm-hmm. That might be better. Mm, but I'm always hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starving. So what do you do to like that craving? I just keep reminding myself that I'm 10 weeks out and I need to win. Mm. I need to hit first place. So you are a fit, like, what is this? This is your second competition, fitness competition? This is my second fitness competition. Your second one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What, why, how, (laughs) who? So I was addicted to, are we on? We're always on. Oh, okay. Amazing. So (laughs) I knew you were going to do that to me. Um, so uh, I've been training since I was 16. Oh. And I feel like, well, I felt like I was the poster child for the word insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, waking up in the morning, go hitting the gym, and then later on that night, you know, eating crap or, or yeah. whatever it might be. Or always, you know, getting trying to get that f- quick result. So doing fat burners or whatever it might have been. Okay. So um, it actually got to the point where... I found I couldn't go to the gym without being on fat burners, without being on ephedrine. I, I needed that jittery feeling in order to feel like I was getting a workout in. And um, three years ago, two actually two years ago, I decided to call it quits. And I was like, I am not... No more gym or no more ephedrine? No more, no more ephedrine, no more fat burners. Like, I need to get my mind right. And mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s now. And this is... I've been doing this for how long? This is stupid. I'm, my adrenal glands were shot. Completely shot. Uh, so so I, were you always training for something? Or you just no, wanted to be I just healthy, I've always small. loved being healthy and okay. fit. and Okay. Um, which, I've, you know, I've always been healthy and... I don't know what you call fit, but healthy yeah. and fit. But I knew I could take my body to that next level of what I wanted it to be in my head. Yeah. And then um, last year I hired a nutritionist and um, she set me up with my nutrition and she set me up with my goals and my my training plan. And then I just followed it and I entered my first fitness competition, which I placed top five in. Awesome. Um, and then this year I turned 35, so I promised myself I'll do one every year because, as you know, as you get older, your muscles start to shrink and your bones start to <laughs> um, dissolve and all those, all that fun stuff. So I figured if I do one every year, then at least I'm keeping myself strong and healthy and, yeah. you know. And what sort of like, so training period yeah, or dieting period, whatever you call that, like how long is that? Is there um, a period called treacherous? <laughs> That's how long it is. Yeah. It's treacherous. Uh, it's not that bad. I started this prep in January, mm-hmm. um, but I officially, officially started five weeks ago. 
So oh, okay. as of this Saturday, I'm 10 weeks out. Yeah. So in 10 weeks, I hit stage. Wow. You and where is this? Uh, in Barrie. Oh, okay. The only thing that sucks, though, is the sun's out. And like you just asked me if I want anything to drink. And my first thought was, yes, I want a glass of Pinot Gris. But I can't. I, I Like you see me right now. I've got green beans and a thing of water in front of me. I'm awesome. fun, Sonia, these days. You're fun, Sonia. You're fun. I'm t so much fun. <laughs> I like to convince myself. You can, yeah, yeah. Fun. You speak yeah. You speak that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you for, for coming by. Um, I know you're very, very busy. You were out of town? Just... Never busy for you. Oh, come Never. on. I've been trying to get you in your fur, like, how long? <laughs> I was out of town. I was in Vancouver for a little bit. Nice. Your family's out there, right? Yeah, my family, my mom and my dad, and they're getting older. And so I, um, and I have a flight pass with Air Canada. So I get I don't to, even know what that means. You get, like, 10 flight credits. Um, yeah, no, I, it, yeah, gone. Um, <laughs> yes, I called off my wedding last year. Okay. If that's what you're asking. I, because you didn't say so. Anyways, <laughs> lots to catch up on, crew. Lots yeah. to catch up on. Um, so I have a flight pass with Air Canada, and one of the promises that I made to myself is if I'm going to um, pursue my passion and mm -hmm. my goals, um, I have to also take care of my parents at the same time. So how am I going to do that and be in two cities at once? Yeah, uh, just get a bring them here. No, no, they're they're older. That's they're, home. Yeah. That's home. It's home. So, yeah. I mean, I can go back, you know, twice, twice a month, once a month, and it works for me, and it works for them, and I, I get to see them and actually spend quality time. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. It's nice. So now your career. Mm -hmm. Have you listened to any of my shows? Any of these? Here's I'm what this is about. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> your mouth is full, so I don't know what you're saying. Yes I'm gonna no. say yes, <laughs> but no. So basically, this is just a, a conversation that we're having, um, but we, there's always sort of a start. And, and I like to start um, as far back as Wikipedia or LinkedIn or any of these places will allow me okay. to start. And I guess for you, it started in media, mm -hmm. CBC, Weather Network, Food Network, mm -hmm. other, other places. How did that begin for you? I told my parents that I got accepted into my master's program, and I didn't. Dropped out of my last oh. year of university, um, and the only way I was gonna, they were gonna let me move to Toronto, at the age of twenty-three, was um, if there was something bigger than than me ha having graduated, quote unquote, oh, okay. university, because they thought I graduated. Oh, so, so you didn't even graduate? No, I dropped. You're a dropout. I dropped out of my... What your parents must think. Last semester. As a Southeast Asian woman. <laughs> I know. At 23. This is like... Social media wasn't even around at that time. No. No. There is, like, cool South Asian people did not exist back then. They did not. No, not at all. Okay, so let me, let me, talk, let me talk about that. Um, how was that? Be because there's... there's you're, you're female. You're Southeast mm -hmm. Asian. There's like an expectation, isn't mm -hmm. there? Mm -hmm. You know, are your parents... Especially... Your parents are not from here. No, so I was born and raised in Northwest Territories. Of course you were. Yeah, so... <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so I was born and raised in Northwest Territories. Uh, but my parents are really strict. Yeah? Uh, they're really hard on me growing up. I'm always expecting... Where are your parents from? They're from India. From India, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. My dad is an engineer, and so he was in the mines in, ah. in the Northwest Territories. And my mom, being a teacher... Um, 
they were always really, really hard on me. You know, what are you going to be when you grow up? And if I didn't say doctor, if I didn't say engineer, sure. they were, it was just no, you know, yeah. you figure it out. And so when I went to university and picked up psychology classes, my mom asked, you know, well, what are you going to do with that? What is like, what's a psychology degree going to do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought, okay, maybe I'll get my PhD and I'll become a doctor. Yeah. And that's, that's what's going to make them happy. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always about getting their approval. approval. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I realized that psychology wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a minor in communications. I loved communications. So um, and my entire life, everyone always used to say, you need to be on TV. You need to go on TV or you what, need to go on radio. What was it that you were doing? Just, I would... Anywhere I could pick up a mic, I would pick up a mic and I would just start talking for yeah. absolutely no rhyme or reason. <laughs> I, I had nothing to say. It was nothing important. I just wanted to talk. Um, I remember being on my first radio show in grade eight, actually. Wow. And we spoke about South Asian kids. Okay. And them, you know, having conversations with their parents and like, how do you break these certain yeah. barriers? And in grade eight, I think my parents kind of loosened up and they got cooler. And then... um that's yeah. It, I Your mean, parents got cool. I know. My, I, I say to my sister to this day. Oh, there goes my carrot. Um, I say to my sister this to this day because she's got a shaved head, tattoos. No way. Yeah, she's married to a guy who also has a shaved head, tattoos, and they've got piercings everywhere. And I keep saying Older, to them, I'm younger? like, I paved the way for yeah, you. Younger sister. Can I realize a swear on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I paved the way for you, fuckers. <laughs> so yeah, it was. She's younger. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what was it, were you, was it scary for you to take that leap? Like, now we say leap, like other people are dropping out left, right, center. People are doing what they now, want. Now, now um, they are. Yeah, but but there's something about, like you say, now you're not old. You're 30, you're turning 35. Right. Um, th- there's still something within our culture that there's a certain path you should follow. Mm-hmm. Right? In terms mm-hmm. of your education and your career. Um, and it's, it's even harder for, for women, you know, to, to take that path. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so how was it having that conversation with your parents? I never had the conversation. I just went and at that time they thought I was getting accepted to my master's program. So they, they thought I had already finished university, but I never did. Oh, so they had a big going away party for me. (laughs) I know. Terrible. I've, I've paid them back tenfold. Trust me. So they know now. Oh, 100% they know. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I moved out on my own to Toronto. I didn't know anyone when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, I bust tables. I served tables. I bartended. I interned until I was blue in the face. And, and what did you want to do? I wanted to become the next Bopra. I wanted to become the next brown Oprah. And that's what everyone used to call me is Bopra. You know? Yeah. Um, anyone would ask me like, so what's your goal? What's your vision? What's your dream? I'm going to become the next Bopra. And, uh, early on in my career, I was very fortunate to learn a lot about, uh, social media mm-hmm. and when Google was starting to become a thing and, um, Facebook and Hotmail was around. Well, Hotmail's still around. I actually laugh when people have Hotmail accounts. Do you? That's my junk mail. Yeah, right? Yeah. Same. I, I it's it's just funny. I mean, Gmail is so There's a lot of free space flawless. on there, so tons of photos I end up putting there. Right. But, right. Um yeah, hot, I don't use Hotmail. It's funny. I find it <laughs> I find it hilarious. I actually um when I used to hire people and they would say they would have a, a Hotmail account, I'm like 
sorry, not for you. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna last. <laughs> we gotta change you over. Yeah. Um, and I, and I was just fortunate enough to to be immersed in social media. It wasn't even called social media back mm-hmm. then. Um, at such an early age, and so when I got my internship at CBC. I had to be online when I got my internship at the weather network. I had to be online. Yeah. Um, and then, so it went and then I had all of a sudden I had an online personality mm-hmm. by the time I got to my third job. And then by the time I had got my radio show, Twitter was a huge thing. Everyone, everyone said, you know, you have to be on Twitter, all the DJs and all these disc jockeys and radio yeah. jockeys and they're all on Twitter. What was the radio show? It was uh, with world bed media. World. It was a, World Bad Media. Okay. It was in collaboration with the BBC. Okay. Um, S- South Asian. Yeah. And um, I had my own drive home show from three to six. And it aired all across wow. the US and, and here. And yeah, it was it was a really great show. Amazing yeah. show. Yeah. Would you, I, would you guys, what was it about? It talked about everything I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about issues that were okay. um, very apparent in our culture that weren't mm-hmm. being discussed back then. So rape, um, alcoholism, mental health. Yeah. Um, abuse, anything you could think of that in our culture, people just kind of brush away. Um, hmm. I, w- I wanted to talk about it. And so I got to, wow. which was, which was something I was not allowed to do at other South Asian radio stations. Interesting. I had to keep a very, you know, yeah. hump, like hunky dory. Yeah. Hunky dory. I was going to call it humpy dory. <laughs> um, yeah. So did that. And then I moved to New York for a year and okay. then did still in radio and TV, still in radio yeah, and TV yeah. and worked for Sahara one and TV Asia there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then eventually made my way back to Vancouver. Actually, I got deported. <laughs> We're really going to keep it real from the U S from the U S you weren't supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed to be there cause <laughs> I was getting paid. Um, they, they customs had reason to believe that I was getting paid under the table. Yeah. Um, whereas I was interning while I was there. Okay. So, and I never overstayed my stay. I always came back at like the three month mark. I'd always mm-hmm. come back to Canada and then I would make my stay here and then I would go back and then I would intern again. Cause that for me was, okay, they might give me my visa. They might give me my visa. Ah, okay. And then, uh, when I was coming back to Vancouver for a friend, a friend passed away. Um, I was crossing the border to get back into the States and customs detained me for 10 hours. Oh my goodness. And this is just when I was about to sign a deal with Sony Entertainment in Mumbai uh, for my own show out of the old MSNBC studios. And I was like, oh my God, my dream of becoming the next Bopra is gone. Like it was just in shambles. Um, But it was so amazing that it happened because all I had when I ended up back in Vancouver in my old room... um, was my blog, which was Use Us. That's all I had. Ah. And so I didn't have a degree. And in Vancouver, to work, everyone's got a degree. I didn't have a degree in anything. Um, So I launched Use Us, and I started doing more blogging. I started talking more about social media. And then social media specialist became a thing. Mm. Um, So I was just like, okay, this is really weird because I've been a social media specialist by, like, the last nine years um, this is right up my alley. And I ended up getting a job teaching social media for journalism at the same university I dropped out from. Lovely. I know. Hilarious, <laughs> right? So then uh, 2012 launched Use Us into a full... What does that even mean? What agent. does Use Us mean? So it means you and yeah. us, ah. but use us. Ah. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I, I didn't 
know what a formal agency looked like. Yeah. I didn't know what a formal agency did or mm-hmm. I didn't know that my name was considered, you know, cheesy. But I didn't care. I, I Sonia didn't care. Gill was cheesy? No, Yeezus was cheesy. Because people would call it Yeezus, right? Ah. Like Kanye and like, yeah. ha whatever. <laughs> um, so you, there was never a thought that, okay, let me try to be the next Oprah in Toronto or Canada or Vancouver? Like Yes. So the final straw was a friend of mine called me from the Food Network. And okay. she said, we, we're launching this new show. We have a new position for you. Mm-hmm. I know you really want to break into TV. Um, why do you move from Vancouver back to Toronto? Um, we'll get you in. Done. So I moved to, back to Toronto, got the job. And within a month's time of me being there, I knew it wasn't for me. Really? Because I just, I always knew I'd hit a glass ceiling. I always knew that I could only make so much in television and I could only do so much in television. I'd only ever cap at a certain salary. Mm. Um, And now you ask me if I would ever make a salary. Hell no. Never, ever again. Now sky's the limit. I can make as much money as I want, right? Um, But I, at that moment, had another platform for my voice to be heard. I had a passion. I finally found my passion, mm. which was always communications. It was always, um, you know, teaching people and helping people, which I love doing. And to be able to take my, my passion for tech and digital and communications, mm-hmm. uh, media and marketing, and to, to combine that now and now still be very much in the public eye, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's it's all jived, it's all meshed. Whereas before, I had no rhyme or reason as to why I wanted to pick up the next Oprah, right? It mm. was I have issues to talk about, and that's it. <laughs> um, whereas people are already talking about these issues, and you know, they're everyone's just fed up and blue in the face with like, what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. So what? It exists. Do you still follow the media? Are you still interested in what's happening and the new types of media that are out there? Um, I I mean, like podcasting, for example, I think mm-hmm. is an amazing platform. Uh, YouTube and you know I think the the forms of media not I think obviously we know the forms of media as you hear every single day have changed mm-hmm. they've they're still changing rapidly um, I, I like I mean I still do a lot of stuff in the public eye again like the Tim Hortons thing that just came out my social yeah, media. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, my social media and digital tips are up on the Tim Hortons screens. If you go to Tim Hortons, you'll see them. Um, and I've been offered TV shows where they've asked me to do digital social media tips. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, coach small businesses, help them in marketing and social media marketing. Uh-huh. Um, so again, I I'm able to use television, radio, YouTube, whatever, um, to my advantage to help people. Which, That's so cool. Yeah. Which is amazing. I, I wanted to, because based on your background in media, I was wondering if you saw that PSA um, hashtag more than mean. More than me? More than mean. M E A N. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, well. Okay. Let me ask. Let's start here. You're you you talked about um, there being a glass ceiling. That was one of the things that um, persuaded you not to continue. Mm-hmm. You know in television, radio, that's broadcast media, that sort of thing. Um, what are your thoughts on just women in media, you mm-hmm. know, in, 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 in TV and in radio? It, it seems, you know, to me that they're women have a certain position in media. Right. It, it's not it, they're 
there doesn't seem, and I might be totally wrong on this, but there doesn't seem to be women in positions where um, they're thought of as serious. Mm-hmm. Most of them seem to be in positions where it's, yeah, we need a face. Let's put a pretty face on there mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious about your thoughts on, you know, women in media and, and, and you know, what their role is and, you know, this, uh, this thing, the hashtag more than mean, um, and there were tweets directed at two broadcasters, mm-hmm. one for ESPN, Sarah Spain, and another one uh, out of Chicago, Julie DeCaro. Now, they're both sports broadcasters. Um, and the PSA was a video of just random guys in studio reading tweets back to these women right. from other people that had you know mean tweets like, um, you should die, or I wish I could kill you, or... You know, just profanity, sexual innuendo, not even innuendo, just direct, violent, sexual things. Um, And you never see these sorts of things that men have to deal with. Um, Or that, um, you know, you see, you you know, I follow Blue Jays a lot. And you see some of the, you know, if a pitcher's not doing well, a lot of people will go on Twitter and be mean. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems women bear the brunt of this. I think when it comes to women, you hear about it more because in society, society has dictated how a woman woman mm-hmm. should be treated, right? Okay. Um, if we're going to talk equality, then when a woman's been read a tweet, we should also hear all the tweets that are, that are coming at a man. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're going to keep this equal and. Okay. We're going to talk about the feminine movement. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the women's movement and all this other stuff. Yeah. But because women are depicted in society as um, fragile and, you know, I, I saw this video today on Facebook where it was mansplaining, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah right? I saw that as well. Why do we need to give that stuff attention? Mm-hmm. Why do we need to give that stuff energy? I, it doesn't even need to exist. Like that video didn't even need to be put together. If, but don't you feel there's something inherently, I don't know if wrong is the right word, but inherently wrong with um, having, as, as a woman, having to deal with situations where uh, a man needs to quiet you. Um, I mean, th- those were the examples that were shown, I think, in that video. Right. You know, where but men- a woman could equally come back and quiet a man if she wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we forget that we can keep it equal. Mm-hmm. It's just again, it's the all these stigmas that are attached in society of like, you know, growing up from such a young age of how a woman should um, act, how she should talk, it, she shouldn't talk too much, and she mm-hmm. shouldn't laugh too much, or she, I don't know about sure. the Caucasian culture, but yeah, the yeah. South Asian culture most definitely. Um, it starts from such an early age, but if we were to break that. At an early age, I know I'm completely going off topic right now. Um, these issues that me and you are sitting here talking about today, they wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. They, and we could have some form of equality. Uh, do I think women are put down in media? Only when they let people put them down. Um, but I think if more and more women you know, took a stand and took a stab right back, um, we could start seeing some change. Right. And more and more women who spoke up. Um, I read this amazing article, actually. Uh, th- as of lately, I've been laughing with my friends that um, I keep getting hit on by married men. 
<laughs> married men or men that are engaged or whatever. And, you know, they'll they'll shoot their comments and they'll, they'll say sly things. Online? In person? In person. Wow. Mostly in person. And as women, we'll just, you know, brush it off. We will, we just hope that he understands that he's being a douche. And we won't say anything. We'll just laugh it off and won't say anything. But what that allows for a man to do is mm-hmm. continue to do it to someone else because no one stood up mm-hmm. for themselves and said to him, stop being a freaking douchebag. Yeah. Like, you're married. Go get a life. Yeah. No one's done that. And this, that's exactly what this article was talking about is if more women, women took a stand to men mm-hmm. um, and they took a stand to things that were wrong with society, we could sooner see changes happening um, around us, but it's again the ha ha ha. It's okay, we'll brush it off. We won't say anything. Even that mansplaining video, right? When yeah. a man shuts you down, yeah. um, w- women don't really say anything back, right? They're just like, oh, okay, and they just kind of go in, on, you know, on the wayside. Mm-hmm. What they should be doing is, uh, no, 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 you shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so let's get back to Usus. Mm-hmm. So started as a blog. Your thoughts on um, technology, communications. Um, you started teaching in yep. Vancouver. Um, how did it get from a blog to an agency? What was what happened there? Uh, in 2012. Um Way back in the dark days. Way back in the dark days. <laughs> I know, right? This is when social media was actually cool. It's funny. I posted that I was coming here on Instagram. Yeah. And and I've been noticing this a lot lately is, you know, Facebook is in major crisis mode. You know, they're, they're showing that 30% less um, people are uh, sharing 30% less than they, they used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Facebook is trying to change their ways. And like, yeah, yeah. they've inserted the live... Um, the live, live feature, yeah, the yeah. live video. They've inserted the love button now, mm-hmm. and they're trying to change it up because they're in crisis mode, right? Yeah, yeah. And now Instagram, um, all people care about is there is the number of followers they have, right? It's turned into a mini Tumblr, and mm. no one's really scrolling through their feed to look at other people's stuff. More people are just focused on what their own feed looks like, right? Yeah. Um, and then Snapchat, everyone's got their own reality show. <laughs> That is a cool thing, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's it's funny because the small businesses that were able to bank and make a buck using Facebook and Instagram, yeah. um, and they can still use Snapchat, um, it, it's they're, it, it's in a really sticky situation right now because uh-huh. where do you advertise? Yeah. You know, do you go back to SEO and Google AdWords and like pay-per-click and yeah right like what do you do Mm -hmm. there's got to be another social media platform that's going to come out or something's got to happen soon Hmm. um one thing i will will abide by is or will give recognition to is um blogging i still think blogging is an incredible tool i still think you can drive a ton of traffic to blogs um i still think that you you can give a plethora of information um, and still do affiliate marketing with good blogs mm-hmm. um, out there. But back to your question, which was media. Uses. Yes. Yes. So uh, you go from blogging to having clients. Yeah, I'm like completely rambling right now. I may as well. No, have no, no, that's good. Um, Should I get you a drink? Oh God, I would love no. a drink right now. <laughs> so in 2012, we, me and a friend of mine, who was my ex business partner. 
we were sitting in a bar and these two guys from Manny Life were sitting right next to us and they were yeah. talking about social media marketing and how Manny Life is just, you know, they're just not ready yet and um, they don't know what social media marketing is. And I overheard them. And I had told my friend at the time, I said, look, I have this blog. It's doing well. It's making about $500. Back then, I thought 500 bucks was a big deal because I was also 16. How are you making $500 on the blog? Um, because people were paying me to help them with their, ah, their small businesses. Okay, okay. Um, and I was also $60,000 in debt, so student loan debt. So $500 to me at that time was a lot of money. It's because you didn't go to graduate school. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Do you have something to say? No. <laughs> Do you want me to turn this around on you? <laughs> um, so I overheard them and then uh, turned around and introduced Use Us. And I said, and they said, oh, what is this? And I said, it's an agency. Not an agency. It was a blog. <laughs> and next thing I know, that week we had a pitch with Manulife. Oh, my goodness. On social media marketing and what we could do for the pharmaceutical industries. And... Um, I think it was with Pfizer and it was with another, it was just Pfizer at that time. And, uh, I had never pitched before in my life. I didn't know what I was doing. I spent all night and day on Google and I called up agency friends and I just learned on the spot and, mm -hmm. um, we never got the account, but that was my first, my like word just like saliva came out of my mouth and I was so hungry because I thought, Oh my God, if we had landed that account, it would have been worth like 1.2 million or something. Mm -hmm. And then I started to realize how much money you can actually make in an agency. Yeah. And I was hooked, completely hooked. Um, <laughs> but then you start doing it after a while and then you just want to get out of it. <laughs> you, you make that story so quick. Mm. Um, but you, you started the agency, you were working with clients. Yes. Um, and somewhere in there, you wrote a book. Yes, I wrote a book. I'm actually in the midst of writing my second book now. Look at you. Um, <laughs> I feel so not worthy here. <laughs> Please. Okay, podcast. first book. Let's talk about We're first. We're sitting in this really cool <laughs> spot, by the way, <laughs> for those of you that are listening. You humble yourself too much. Too, too uh, much. What was your first book about? So the first book was uh, Keep It Super Simple for Social Media. Okay. And the reason I wrote it is... I needed more people to take me seriously, to mm. um, understand that I knew what I was talking about. And if they read this book, it might, that book for me was like giving a business card. So if they understood that I wrote this book and it was on Amazon, you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. A, it would help me look more credible in their eyes. Um, but B, also relay to them the information that I, I knew. And, and it helped. It did really well. Um, and I, I landed a lot of clients because of it. And yeah, that was the book. And the second one now? The second one now, it's, I'm toying around right now with um, 91 social media tips. So okay. it's basically small snippets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much the same stuff that you'll see on the Tim Hortons TVs. Um, the stuff you see on my Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or I was thinking of, you know, just small um, marketing quotes okay uh just things that make you really think deep about your customers your clients your employees mm -hmm. uh, leadership management um all that stuff nice yeah um not too long ago you just got bought out you sold it what what, what was the, what's the proper terminology there so uh i was uh sharing space actually with 
the first company that had signed an M&A with me. Okay. So we were doing a, a test run for three three months. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I can say his name. He's an amazing guy. We're, he's such a good friend of mine. Uh, Satish Bala. Um, he runs Desi Fest. Okay. So he runs a digital company, a tech company. He's genius, such a smart guy, uh, called Blue Band Digital. And they were looking for a social media PR arm at okay. the time. Yeah. So he called me up and he said, hey, I've been following you for some time. Um, what do you think, you know, if you were to come here, share some space? Uh, and that's what happened. So in January of 2015, mm-hmm. we moved into their office, uh, me and my six employees, I think it was at the time. Um, for three months, we did like a, a share deal. Yeah. You know, I'll help you with your clients so you guys can help us with our clients and websites and SEO and all this other stuff. And it worked out really well. But after three months, he decided he wanted to take a different route with, with his business, which yeah. made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't make sense for him to have social media and PR because it was just going to be more overhead for him and to sure. to take and to acquire our team, it just um, just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time in April, a company had moved into his space as well to temporarily share in one of the boardrooms while they were looking at other office space. And they were from Australia called Cummins and Partners. And they were opening up a branch in Canada. So on my way out one day... Um, Satish had asked if I would swing by the boardroom to talk to one of the um, the presidents, or not one of the presidents, the president, and if I would talk to him because he wanted to talk about social media, digital media, because they needed help with a client. Mm-hmm. I walked in and gave him my card. He Googled me on the spot, looked me up, and then um, said, are you on your way out? Are you in a rush? I said, I got to go. I was training for a fitness competition. Yeah. Like, I got to go. I got to meet my trainer. Um, priorities, Kareem, priorities. Yes. And he said, uh, okay, let me catch you on your way out. So we were in the elevator, went downstairs, and he said, we're looking for um, a digital and social PR arm. Um, I would love if we could talk in more detail because I, when he had saw, in that brief moment, I guess, when he Googled everything, so much stuff had popped up. He wanted to know more about who I was. Yeah. So next day... Um, Everything happened so fast. The next day, the owner from Cummins and Partners flew in. Um, We had a meeting. And next thing I knew, within that week, um, we did a full M&A. And I became, I merged into that company and became uh, vice president of engagement. Mm -hmm. And my team, all they were treated so amazing. Um, They all got raises. And um, we moved into their new office space. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, last year in July, um, I called off my wedding. I was supposed to get married in December last year. And um, I called off my wedding, and around the same time, I decided that I wasn't happy in my position either. I I just, I didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, I completely checked out. Um, and a Is lot it because of, it wasn't yours anymore? It wasn't mine anymore. Yeah. And a lot of entrepreneurs that do sell businesses, they'll mm-hmm. tell you this, is you go through a period of seller's remorse. And you go through a period of, what the fuck did I do? Mm. Why did I do that? Yeah. Um, even my employees, I could tell that they were, they missed use us. They yeah. really missed it. They missed the culture we had created. They missed the, the atmosphere. They missed um, everything about it, right? Yeah. And, um, and so I just... 
I, I didn't want to be there anymore. I, I completely checked out. Uh, I didn't care to wake up in the morning to go get into work on time. Mm. It, nothing excited me as much as it used to. Yeah. And then um, September, I uh, we shook hands and called it quits. Yeah. And uh, and then I just I took off. Well, I yeah cashed out and <laughs> checked out and left. And, and recently, it was in the news that they shut down. Yeah, I know. I just saw that yesterday. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know that the, I know when he, he did open here, um, Sean Cummins is a, is a brilliant, brilliant, if not the most brilliant marketer I've ever met. Mm. And I read a lot of books like Seth Godin and, um, Gary Vaynerchuk and, and all these guys, Simon Sinek, um, he, Cummins is a genius. Hmm. I've seen him in pitches. I've seen the way he puts pitches together. I've seen him think on the spot. Um, the man is just, he's brilliant. Uh, I think when he came to Canada, he was thinking really, really, really big. Um, and he thought that it would be just as big as it is in Australia. And I don't think Canada was ready for that. Um, I think Canada might be ready in two years time. Um, and I, I think it was a good, I, I think it was a good thing on his part to mm-hmm. close up shop and leave. Um, cause I, again, I don't think it was ready. Was there, is, does it, is there a certain business model that Cummins and Partners had in terms of how they worked with clients or how they put together? There was, yeah, projects? well, there was, um, yeah, I mean, you had so many internal departments, right? You had mm. strategy, um, and they took their the st- strategists really, really, really seriously. Like these strategists, um, some of them were flown in from New York. Mm. Um, some were flown in from Vancouver. These strategists were. I did. I, I always thought I knew how to put a strategy together yeah. until I met wow. one of these guys, and I was completely dumbfounded. Um, then you've got production, and then you've got graphic designers, and these graphic designers are the best of the best of the best of the best mm-hmm. um and to pay everyone's salaries it, it starts to add up after a while yeah um especially when you have the best of the best of the best right and that's what cummins is all about is hiring the best of the best he doesn't want to work with anyone who's mediocre um so yeah i mean they won a lot of pitches rightfully so because again they were working with some incredible people yeah um but it's it's sad i mean that they they shut down. I was hoping that they would stay for a little bit, but sure. Um, and and how was it that um, you know what was that decision for you in terms of okay, this is the right you know when that time came to say hey, should we merge or not? Um, at the time, why was it the right decision? I have to remember. Sorry, I'm still eating. I remember being on and a call. And it's actually a small <laughs> meal. I'm trying. People are going to think you're asking me all these questions. Um, so at the time, I remember being on a call at two o'clock in the morning with a friend of mine whose his company was purchased by LinkedIn and he was picked up from Toronto and moved to Silicon Valley yeah. um, with his wife yeah. to be at the time. And I remember being on a call with him and I said, I don't know. I don't, something in the pit of my stomach is saying, don't do it. Uh-huh. Um, 
But then at the end of the day, I said, I don't have to worry about meeting payroll and, you know, paying rent and, yeah. um, you know, growing the business every day and, and worrying about my clients and their businesses. And, and he said, honestly, Sonny goes, since I sold the company, I've had nothing but an amazing time. You know, mm. he's like, I'm being treated so well by LinkedIn. Um, I don't have to worry about the company anymore. I can actually take what I built and build it into LinkedIn now. Um, and I, I really did take that into consideration because that's what I thought I would be doing is taking what I built with Use Us and really building it more within yeah. um, the new company. Um, but it's it's so true. Seller's remorse is a thing. It does exist. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough entrepreneurs talk about it. Yeah. I think when you just get acquired, you just get acquired. It's like this big celebration because you think of all the money, right? And yeah, you think yeah. of ca- uh, checks being cashed. Sure, sure. Um, but money is, it's, and I'm learning this now, is money literally doesn't mean anything. It's what you're building that means the mm. world. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've been busy ever since. <laughs> I have been. Um, I took some time off. Yeah, you went. Well, you went to Guatemala, no? Mm-hmm. Is it Guatemala? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what actually, was that? So I basically met, just like called it quits on life for a little bit. That's when I knew something was up. Yeah, I just, I took off. Mm. So in October, I just, um, I left to the UK and then from the UK I went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam went to Barcelona. Spending the money. See, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Barcelona went to uh, Gran Canaria Islands. If you've never been to the Gran Canaria Islands, go. It is stunning. All right. Stunning. Um, that's, I think that's when I actually found wellness. I found my soul. I found my heart. I mm. found my, my happiness again. And um, then I came back for a week and then I went to Guatemala to go build bunk beds um, for you know, the villages and and we built an art school and um, that was really fulfilling for me because it allowed me to see there was so much more going on in the world than in my tiny little head. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was very groundbreaking and it helped me ground myself again. So I came back um, refreshed and with a new purpose, um, with new goals, new vision, uh, new happiness. So in January after this app being on the back burner for a year and a half, um, I decided it was time to to launch it, and, and so and this app is take my sari, take my sari. Mm-hmm. You, you you say it much nicer. Mm. Say it again. Fin- finish that food. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Take my sari. Mm, you said no, it you said it with like a take a, my sari. Look at that. See, it just sounds more authentic. Right. Um, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So what is what is this? So. Two years ago, I went home for my sister's wedding. Aren't there enough apps? There's so many apps out there. All right. So so why take my... And I can't roll the R, but take my sorry. Because when you serve a niche and you serve a problem, an app is likely to take off. But if you're competing with hundreds of other apps Mm -hmm. that are trying to solve the same problem, um, chances are you probably won't succeed because there's too much noise in the market, Hmm. right? With this app, what it allows you to do is um, it's strictly for, you know, not strictly for, but and, I mean, anyone could use it that owns South Asian stuff. Um, but within the South Asian culture, I'm sure your mom or your sister or your wife or whatever mm-hmm. um, has has like tons and tons of clothes in their closet at home. And they're just sitting there and they probably have only worn them once or twice or their bridal stuff or, 
wedding decor or accessories or shoes or whatever it might be. This is a platform where they can create their own store and they can buy, rent, and sell their stuff. Okay. And they can get it back if they want or they can just sell it and get rid of it if they want. Um, and the reason there is a need for this in our culture right now is um, the market value of items that are coming from India are being marked up like times 10. And it's ridiculous. So last year when I was supposed to get married, I was looking for my outfit and I walked into a store and the one outfit I saw that I did like was like $8,000. And I'm going to wear it once. You're mm. kidding me. And I'm not going to fly to India to go do my shopping yeah. and you know waste all that time and then get sick and then have diarrhea and like, no, <laughs> not going to happen, right? So at least this app will allow people... Um, you know that that girl who has purchased the poor girl who's purchased her outfit for eight thousand dollars. Yeah, she can rent it for the weekend for say fifteen hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. She can make a dollar out of a dime, and she can make her ROI back on her outfit that she spent so much money on. Yeah, um, is there a market for this though? There's a huge market for it. People are willing to borrow. <laughs> yeah. Rent it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's going to be a stigma attached for. The first little bit because yeah, yeah. Indians don't like renting or roaring or, mm -hmm. um, but I think when more and more people see that more and more people are doing it, it's kind of like Uber. When I first took an Uber X, I was like, what do you mean get into someone else's car? Yeah. And then when I finally did it, yeah. what did you do? You told five other people, right? Yeah. Go get an Uber X. And so it catches on like wildfire. Um, and I think that's exactly what will happen is you see someone's outfit and they're like, yeah, 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 take my Saudi. And you know, they'll, they'll go on and take my Saudi. Um, so in January, I went to my first investor who always said to me, if you're going to build something else, come to me first because I want to I want to mm. invest. Um, so I went to him and he uh, we raised our first series of funding for um, an app for an app that didn't even exist. It was just an idea at the time. Um, all I had done That's was some, all I had done was some simple marketing around it. But now we're in beta and um the the full version of the app should be available to me, not the public, on Friday. Should be available yeah, to you. <laughs> on Friday. And yeah. then um, in June, we're going to be launching. Okay. So that's the second venture. First one was? Uses. Is? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So we're counting. Okay, I thought there was like two now. But there is... So, take my sorry. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I, I'd be very curious to find out what happens. Make sure you... Yeah, I mean, we were on the radio in Vancouver two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And the amount of feedback I got was yeah. beyond what I imagined. Mm. I thought that there would be backlash from the community. I thought people would say, you know, why are you trying to drive the market rate down? We'll go out of business. You know, what are you trying to do? But the response that I got back, and I got tons of phone calls, was... When is this app available and when can I start selling my stuff? Yeah. So it exists. So what comes first? Like suppliers, people with tons of saris and all stores that Stores that already own stuff that want to sell their stuff. So we basically are providing stores as well okay. with a website. So you can also buy... Oh, okay. Yeah. We're providing stores with um, shipping, insurance. Um, we're providing them with, you know, we're... We're put, putting the deposits, um, like we're doing damage deposits on people's credit cards and we're holding those for mm -hmm. the vendors. Um, so, I mean, for a vendor, which is very likely these days, for a vendor that doesn't have an e-commerce website, you don't need one. You can just come and take my Saudi and create your own store. We've, you're good to go. Okay. So this is bigger than just 
exchanging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I had a guest on in here, uh, guest here, guest on, who was in here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to graduate school. Uh, <laughs> Romana Kasim is her name. Romana? Yeah. Okay. Um, my Mendy story. Mm-hmm. Is is her business, and and again, it was like one of these niche things mm-hmm. that I go, you know, who wants, you know, a, a business around Mendy, mm-hmm. and she is so popular, mm-hmm. everybody knows her. She's doing really cool work, really artistic, really different way of approaching the whole thing. She's not one of these old Mendy ladies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that show up at everyone's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting. Really, the really The industry neat. is changing, my dear. Yeah. Like wildfire right now. I'm getting old. It's crazy. No, you're not getting old. Um, what else? Okay, so now you've got this Tim Hortons thing. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. How does, like, you, you just drop into the, like, amazing things happening to you. <laughs> you know what? I so to be clear, in... like, you're not working at Tim no. Hortons. You're not serving. I wouldn't mind, though, one day. Yeah, just... I, can, I can see you doing it and, and figuring out a way to, like... Help Tim Hortons kick Starbucks out, <laughs> but so so okay. So Tim Hortons, just give me a chance. What is, what is, <laughs> what is it that you're that you and Tim Hortons are working on together? So I'm a true believer in giving away things for free. Um, mm. and the reason being is it always comes back to you tenfold in whatever way, shape, or form. Obviously, give without expectation. Is number one. Um, but don't ever give anything to expect something in return. Just give it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did on Instagram for the longest time. I just gave information away, right? And I just gave all this social yeah, media. Yeah, you say so, app of the day and yeah, social media tip of the day. I just give things away because yeah, yeah. I want to genuinely help people. Mm-hmm. And um, you notice my app of the day. Thank you. Um and what happened was a producer from um, Cineplex said, hey, son, can I get your email address? I said, yes, is everything okay? Someone who was just following you. On Facebook. Yeah. Hmm. And so um, apparently not a lot impresses him. And he said he was okay. very impressed by my social and digital media tips. Yeah. And was wondering if I'd be interested in having them aired across Canada on the Tim Hortons TV um, ah. all oh, the Cineplex TVs. actually runs that for mm-hmm. And I said, I was hoping like you'd be in the movies. Uh, I wish. And I could say, look, I know that. Bopra! <laughs> There's Bopra! Um, so yeah, and I, I mean, I still give away a lot of tips for free. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and it's hard though because I don't like taking selfies. I don't like taking... I think... Pictures of just myself are very awkward for me, but I know that they get the most interaction and yeah. I, I don't know why it bugs the crap out of me, but, um, slowly I'm starting to show my face a little bit more. Um, if that's, what's going to get people to, to read what I've got to say. So are these, are they taking posts that you've already done? and putting them up or do you have to produce new This ones? is exclusive content just for Tim ah. Hortons TV. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. That's really. I think right now in Tim Hortons, um, how do you use Snapchat for your business is up right now. So, like, how many do you have to produce a, a week, a month? A month, um, usually eight to nine. 
a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like a selfie of you and, and a bunch of stuff you just... No, so you won't see my picture on oh, the tips. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, you might see my book cover. Okay. Um, the old one. Yeah. But um, you're not allowed to put your face on. Ah. But you will see um, tips by Sonia Gill. And then at the end, you'll see my website. You'll say um, www.sonyagill.com. Really neat. Yeah. So you'll see my name. But yeah. I mean, there, it's not necessary to have my face plastered. Across Canada. Um, it's funny. It's, it's, someone said to me, they're like, someone asked me, I forgot what it was, but something came up about me being shy. And I'm actually very shy. I'm very shy. And they didn't believe me that I wasn't shy. It was the weirdest, it was, not the weirdest thing. So it you was, consider yourself shy? I think I'm very shy. That's really interesting. But around your friends, around people you know, you're probably very outgoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and I'm so, actually really shy. So are you comfortable going to a, let's call it an industry party, where you don't have to network and just sitting down? I'm totally fine watch, with that. That's really interesting. Because I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm, I love karaoke. Um, I love the performance of things. But I am so at home doing nothing, hmm. being alone, um, being Same. in a crowded room and just sitting down Same. with a Diet Coke and just chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am a thousand percent with you. That's really... Yeah. I, so my wife and son over the Christmas holidays, mm-hmm. they went to Calgary. I stayed in Toronto and I don't think I said more than a dozen words. <laughs> you know, there was times where I go, damn, I'm bored. <laughs> right. But I was so at home just being... You. Al- alone, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so... I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm totally with you. My dad actually came for the first time to come visit me. Yeah. Um, since I've moved here. Mm-hmm. And he came to visit me. And we were sitting there. We were going to watch a movie. And he goes, Beta. <laughs> Don't you get lonely? <laughs> and a part of my heart broke a little bit for him because yeah. I thought, oh, no, you think I'm lonely. <laughs> but really, like, this is, I'm in my element. This is yeah. amazing for me to be by myself. Mm. I, I feel you. Wow. You remind me of, what's that other, this popular Indian girl on YouTube? Lily Singh, is it? Oh, my God. That's the second time this week someone yeah. said that. Not that you look like her, but you sort of remind me as here's this. Single East Indian woman. Um, I sh- well, single, I sh- that's right. I, I, single. I was going to... S- <laughs> I don't know if she's single. Um, yes, I am single. And looking, actually. Okay, so what happened? Well, um, great guy. Amazing, 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 amazing guy. I can't say enough great things about him. Um, but uh, something happened. <laughs> and I found out. And okay. I called it off. Wow. Um, where do I go from there? <laughs> Relationships. So you've, got Tim, you've got Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Take My Sorry. Yep. You, you say it? Take My Sorry. That sounds better. Um, what else is happening? So the new... You got a book? The new book they'll yes. start writing. Yeah, yeah. Fitness competition coming up. Fitness competition. Mm-hmm. So what is a fitness competition? Uh, a lot of 
it's funny because I don't know what if it was when the birth of Instagram happened that the fitness industry kind of went crazy. Um, but it's almost as if the fitness platform, like allowing people to get on stage and get transforming their bodies mm. is allowing people to be okay with whatever eating disorder they have. Oh. Is, is kind of what's happening. Um, so people who are fitness competitors have an eating disorder? No. No. Wow, look at you putting words No, 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 no. You said. Um, that's one component of it. Okay. So there's a component of people saying, hey, I can do this because I want to get away from what I've been doing all this time, which mm-hmm. was very much like me. I want to get away from being all these fat burners and ephedrine and all yeah, this other yeah. stuff. Um, which I allowed, which allowed me myself in turn to to learn how to eat properly, to learn how to increase my metabolism. This helped you like focus on a goal. Thousand percent. This yeah. is when my my the acquisition of my business happened, right? I I mean I love the journey and love 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 the journey. You're so disciplined. You're so focused. You're yeah. so you're just on. You wake up early. You go to bed on time. It's it's amazing. Um, but that's one component of the fitness industry, okay. right? Then you've got the vanity side of the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the people that just love doing it for the sake of doing it. They okay. actually are very, very, very passionate mm-hmm. about health and fitness. Um, so now you've got the three components of the fitness industry. And with the birth of Instagram butt selfies and butt selfies. <laughs> um, you know six-pack abs and uh, all these photo shoots I that see you what see. You're saying. And, yeah, okay. um, it's taking it to a whole other level. And I don't know if it's healthy or if it's not healthy, mm. um, but it, it's kind of, it's ruined what the fitness industry used to be, what it was, you know, fitness enthusiasts going on stage because they were really, really passionate about it. Yeah. Um, are there, are there, routine is not the right word I know, but is it a, is it a bikini model show or is it a, are you doing routines no 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 okay no 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 no. i'm just asking because i don't know (laughs) so basically um i walk on stage okay and then i do a three point like a pose okay for the judges so they can see your front they can see your back they can see your side um and that's it so it's like a bodybuilding competition kind of but i'm doing bikini okay so you can either do bikini you can do figure which is bigger Okay. In, in muscle mass for women. Okay, 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 okay. So there's bikini, which is would be my size. Okay. I'd be smaller than this, though. Yeah. Um, then there's... You'd be smaller than you, like right now? Yeah. <laughs> is there smaller possible? Yes, there is actually. Like, the, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> there is. There's much smaller. And then there's figure. And then after figure, um, there's bodybuilding, which is bigger. Okay. Um, more muscular. Yeah. Uh, so there's ah, different components okay. for okay, sure. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And you're loving that, eh? I, I love the journey. I yeah. couldn't care less about being you on stage. Weekend. I've seen you post at like Five o'clock. Oh Dark 30. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know all the shows you're missing on Netflix? And- I, you know, I can't watch. Okay. I have serious problems sitting down and watching movies or TV shows anymore. I can't do it. I, I don't know. Even tonight, I thought, okay, you know what? I'm just going to shut everything off and I'm going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to watch. I don't know what's out there. Even when I'm on Air Can- like Air Canada's flight, yeah, and I go to Vancouver or I come back from Vancouver, I can't watch a movie. I can't sit there in my seat. You're reading a self help book. It's awful. It's really you bad. are right. No, no, no. But it's really bad. So what do you do on the flights? I, I could just read a magazine or I'll read a book or... Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the, I, I just, I can't calm my mind. I will teach you. Please. <laughs> I find Mandela drawings are helping a little bit. Mandela drawings? Yeah, like a Zen doodling. You know, the new thing that's in? Oh. Zen doodling. That helps me a little bit. I've seen like adult coloring books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are it. Is that what it is? Uh, well, Zen doodling is like you make your little designs and then you like shade them in and color them in. Whoever made that is like a multi I know. I know. I actually thought of a way to make that into an app today, this morning. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen an app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. there's an app for it. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. What do you think of the app industry? There's too many freaking apps. Mm. Just give me my... It's interesting. So I've got two phones. Mm-hmm. One is work. One is personal. Um, and I can survive. So my work one is very minimal. What do I actually need? Um, and so I've, I've got my... Obviously my email on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have uh, Stitcher, which is what I listen and consume podcasts mm-hmm. through. I had Stitcher for a little bit. And then I didn't use it, so I deleted it. Okay. <laughs> tsk, tsk. Now, Google Play has podcasts. Yes. Um, and that's really... And then and there's Hootsuite. The only reason there's Hootsuite is because when I went to New York, I said, you know, I want my boss to pay my cell phone bill and not use my phone. Right. But otherwise, that's it. Um, you know, my personal one, I'll, I'll have everything. And some of them I'll use for a while and I'll delete. Like, you know, the business that I'm in, I'll download Peach. Mm-hmm. And not know how to use it, mm-hmm. but I'll still keep it on there because maybe it'll become an Instagram later. I don't know right. what's going to happen. So, right. but you know, I'll. But what's that's it called it. Peach. Peach. What is Peach? Oh my goodness! You got to put it on your Tim Hortons thing. I'm told. What is it here? I'm it's gonna... it's it's. I would not be the right person to explain Peach to you. Peach. Some millennial will tell you what Peach is. Okay, I'm gonna. But go... it's a social network. Interesting. Yeah. My friend just got back from col- collision. I've heard of it. I think it's Collision. Yeah. And he went to go pitch. Okay. And he said everyone that was pitching with him yeah. had the next, the next best social media idea. Peach. Peach. P-E-A-C-H. Peach. Yeah. Share vividly. Sure. Looks like this. Life is filled with words. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes a gift says it all. Oh my gosh, this is going to be my app of the day. Thank you. Look, you can say at Yeah, I am. I'm going to say that <laughs> is, oh my God. You just set me up for the week. Amazing. But um, millennials will say you're late to the party. Millennials are late to the party? No, they'll say that you are. Oh, say, I know. So like, That's fine. Whatever. This is so January. My sisters tell me all they'll the time. <laughs> you're late to the party. You're late. I'm like, but people my age have no idea. So your sister has tons of tattoos. Do you have any? Mm-hmm. Okay. On my 30th birthday, all three of us got um, same tattoo on our sides. And it's um, zodiac signs going right down her waist. Okay. Which starts with my dad's zodiac sign, and then goes my mom, Aww. then me, and then my sister's. Okay. Yeah, so but it goes in, like, chronological order. Oh, neat. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and all three of us got it, which is cool. So you, pair, you put all three of us next to each other, you the same 
Oh, that's really, really neat. Yeah, it was nice. Awesome. I just asked that my brother's the only one remaining that doesn't have a tattoo. Oh. So I have a few. My sister has a So brother, get on it. Yes. We need to. I think everyone has a tattoo these days. What what else is happening? What's happening in the world? With you. Trump. Can we talk about Trump for a second? Okay, go. What are, we, what are the polls at right now? Because that was happening an hour oh, ago. Oh, it's happening now, right? Yeah. What are the polls well, at right now? Well, he's the presumptive nominee. Yeah. Yes. Oh so then, God. I mean, is there anything the else? The world is over. I don't think there's anything else besides mm. him being the presumptive. No, nothing yet. Nothing? Nothing so he yet? He's leading. Um, nothing else with me, honestly, to be honest. I just, I want to have as many experiences as possible this year. Uh, I want to travel a lot. I want to launch this app and have it successfully um, launched and helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my goals this year is to give back as much as possible. Um, give back what? Anything in any any way. If I can help someone, if I can connect them to someone, if I can fund something, if I can give money, if I can um, anything, I I just want to I want to give as much as possible. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, how's your your um, bike ride coming up? I saw that my bike ride. Your cancer, the cure, con, cure to conquer oh, cancer. Oh, road hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, our company's doing it. Our, our, our CEO managing director is a, um, is, is something honorary chairman. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm just, you know, supporting the cause. Amazing. Um, yeah. Amazing. But, uh, no, I, 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 we're, we're in this space where I, I'm, I'm happy with where I am professionally and Mm -hmm. where I'm going. And I, I look in the mirror and I'm not happy physically with where I am <laughs> and where I've been in the past year. It's funny. You know, prior to this year, I lost maybe 25, 30 pounds. I was really excited. Yeah. I looked really good. I felt to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things changed with work. A uh, bunch of stuff happened. And now I'm back to where I was. Right. A little bit more. And I'm saying, okay, I know I need to do something. Right. I need to get to that place mentally where I'm ready to yes. conquer. Yes. So, um, so sitting here with you, very petite, <laughs> and thinks that you need more to lose is is inspiring me. Ah. Uh. And and waking up, I I sometimes I get mad when I see your posts <laughs> in the middle of the dark. Um, That's not what they're supposed to do. They're you supposed know, to. You, you take a selfie and you're already in your gear and you have a smile on and it's like you took this at six thirty, six o'clock, five thirty. Um, I remember coming to your office for like seven thirty meetings in the morning. And I was just coming back. From and you were coming back from the gym. <laughs> and I was like, I had to wake up so early because I live in Scarborough, <laughs> coming downtown. Um, are you going to build another agency? Do you, you know, want to? I was approached. Um, uh, one of my my a friend who is a publicist. Um, she's finding she's getting a lot of South Asians um, hitting her up for publicity through okay. through me. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and in turn, they're asking her for publicity and mm-hmm. PR stuff, and they're asking me for social media digital stuff. And um, we pondered the idea of starting an agency uh, called, it would be called SD Communications, because her name is Deanne. Okay. Except I am, s- I, I really believe in, I believe in a lot of things today, apparently. Um, I, focusing on one thing at a time. 
I have to focus on this app. And then once this app is, is good, it's ready to go and it's launched, um, then I'll see where I'm at and then I, I might start another agency. Because now I know how to start an agency yeah. and I know what it takes to to flip it. Um, so if I'm going to do that again, I know, and, and I also know that good PR is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I was to do it again, I know exactly how I would do it. Um, but the question is, is, you know, do I want to do it again? It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and when would I do it? I just don't have time right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very for coming much. In oh my God. Thank sharing. you for having me and allowing me to eat my green beans. No worries. Enjoy. <laughs> Are you off to the gym now? No, I'm going to go ahead and uh, see a friend of mine. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Thank for you. Water. Thank you. <laughs>